guys. Hi, guys. Welcome back to All Girls Considered, celebrating our third year on the air. Woo! We are excited to kick off our school year with our interview with Miss Brink, an LMS teacher of 25 years. We pick up our interview with Miss Brink, sharing stories of a grandmother who is also an educator. My grandmother was a teacher, and my grandmother started teaching when she was 17 in the state of Texas when you didn't have to have any college. And she taught first grade. And when the state of Texas decided that you had to have college, uh, she went back and got two years of college because that's all you needed. And then she still continued to teach first grade. And then in the 1950s, the state of Texas decided you needed to have four years. And by this time, uh, my grandmother is about 54 years old. And she goes back to college with all the young co-eds and gets two more years of college so she can continue teaching first grade. Uh, And she retired when she was 70. And my grandmother was not a touchy-feely, kind kind of grandmother, you know, one that you're like, oh, we're going to grandma's house. Uh, I'm one of about 48 cousins. So I'm one of 48 grandchildren. And, uh, but she always was about the education. She was always about you need to get your education. It needs to be education. Education is really important. And so I think that just kind of subtly, you know, seeped into my being. And, and so I, I credit her with me being a teacher. But I'm not teaching till I'm 70, so <laughs> that's not going to happen. Well, that's a lot. Is there any regrets that you have about being a teacher? Uh, no, no, I love being a teacher. At one point, uh, after a couple of years of teaching, I had been a camp counselor for the campfire organization, which is kind of like Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. And um, they recruited me to uh, work for one of their regional offices. And the person that recruited me was very uh, charismatic. And so I left teaching for six years to work for them. And I regretted that. Uh, I learned a lot. I learned how to deal with adults because I'd never dealt with adults before, really. Uh, And I learned some skills uh, that I didn't have previously. I traveled around the country training adults. uh, And after a while, I said, you know what? I like kids better. And so uh, not really, I regretted that I kind of left for six years, but I learned skills. So it all worked out well. In your opinion, do you think being a teacher or student is hard? And which one would you rather prefer? Oh, I think both of those are very hard. And I think that teachers will tell you that we are the worst students because everything that we don't want our students to do, when we're sitting being trained, we do. We don't want you on the phone, but apparently we can be on our phone. We don't want you doing your technology, but apparently it's okay for us to be on technology. And so teachers are really not good students. We are not good students. Um, We uh, don't practice what we preach in that that instance. Uh, But, you know, I, I think about it and I, I think, you know, I think about you, 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 you ladies and, you know, every period you go somewhere else and every teacher's different. And every teacher wants you to do this or has certain rules. And so, you know, you have to memorize like eight sets of rules for these teachers that, you know, if you do it the wrong way in one class, they're like, no, the pencil sharpener's over here. Or no, I don't want you sharpening your pencil without asking. Or no, you can't go to the bathroom unless you, you know, you know, do the dance or whatever. And so I, I think being a student is hard because a lot is expected of you in the 21st century. Uh, and you have a lot out there that um, 
you are exposed to so much knowledge with 21st century computers. And it just, I, I really think probably right now being a student is probably pretty difficult to do. You said earlier that you prefer working with students better. Why is that? Uh, well, I tell you what, uh, because adults, I don't know, I, I can't say that because there are adults in the room. Say it, say it. Uh, you know what? Student, students are pretty face forward. They're pretty honest. Uh, when a student gets frustrated with me, I know that. Uh, either they say it outright or their facial expression or they sit back on their desk and they're like, I'm not listening to you anymore. You made me angry. You, you know, you said something that ticked me off or or you corrected me in front of my buddy. And I don't like that. And sometimes teachers are not that that I'm going to say honest. You know, they might say to their friend, oh, do you know what Brink did the other day? I can't believe she did that, blah, blah, blah. Instead of just coming right out and saying, Brink, why did you do that? That made me mad. And and so I think I think students are honest. And I'm old. And working with kids, working with students y'all's age, uh, I, I, I'm not down with the hip hop or whatever, but uh, it keeps me young. It, it, it does keep me young. What motivates you and keeps you going on teaching? Ooh, what motivates me and keeps me going? I love what I do. I love it. I love teaching. I love to see kids learn. I know that sounds kind of quaint and and you know maybe old fashioned a little bit, but I I love to. I love to teach a concept and see kids go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Or, you know, nowadays, every once in a while, someone will say, oh, I saw that on The Simpsons or I saw that on Family Guy. And now I understand what they were talking about because I understand the historical you know, concept behind it. And I, I, I usually tell my students, you know, I'm not a historian. I'm a history teacher. And so every, every year I learn something different, too because it just makes it more exciting to me. Like all that information that I gave the class about George Washington that I gave y'all, I, I didn't even know that before Sunday. I researched it. So I, there's always something new I can teach everybody. What do you like about teaching middle schoolers at the moment? Oh, uh, just because y'all are so individual. I mean, y'all are just, you know, y'all y'all have your own personalities. And when I when I get to know a student, I'm like, really, you're into that? Or really, you can do that? Because y'all have such a lot of varied, you know, uh, uh, interest. And like this morning, I said something about your unicorn shirt. I just thought that was so you. I mean, I, I don't know you and I don't teach you, but it was just, it's just your personality. And so I love that that kids are just themselves. And, and I, I think, Back in the day, in the 60s and the 70s, back last century, uh, we all wanted to look alike and talk alike and see alike. And and nowadays, people just, kids just want to be their own person. And I, I really like that about it. I, I like the confidence that kids have being the, their own selves. Is that grammatically correct? Maybe so. I know, like, being a social studies teacher, you have to teach us things like hard topics like slavery and all kind of things like that. Like, is it challenging having to teach those things? It, it truly is challenging. It truly is. Slavery, the Mexican-American War, it, for the concepts or the, the part of American history that I teach, it is hard. It is really hard because everyone comes into the room with their family behind them 
with their family, things that you have been taught, things that you've been told, stories about the folks that came before you. Um, you know, like my ancestors came in the 1890s. And so everything that I know, you know, has come from from them telling me about their struggles getting to America. And so when you get to something like slavery, and I'm, you know, a white lady, and I'm teaching slavery to a, a variety of children, a variety of color, a variety of, of uh, ethnicities, it is difficult because maybe they ha you have a story um, that uh, you have been, that has been passed down in your family, uh, and I want to honor that. I want to make sure that that what we teach honors what your family struggles went through. And, you know, your family struggles are different than the kids sitting next to you and the kids sitting next to him. And so I, I think my biggest struggle is I don't want students to think just because I'm standing in front of them teaching that I know it all because I don't. Because when you teach history, you're teaching culture. And, and everybody brings their culture with them. And you, you can't leave it at the door. You can't. You, that's part of who you are. So it is difficult. It is really difficult. Um, I heard that you like a certain team. So what team do you love the best? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a, I'm a Texas Aggie. So I'm a graduate of Texas A&M, class of 78. Whoop. So, yeah, I'm not really into those um orange longhorn people in uh, Austin, but that's that okay. I, I do appreciate you asking me that question. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit random. but well, That's all right. I like random. Out of all the, there's different, out of being a teacher, like so many subjects you could, uh, you could have taught. Why did you choose social studies? Well, as you know, because I teach you, um, I did teach language. I did teach English to high school kids. Um, I taught uh, I 9th, 10th, story. and 11th, and 12th grade English in a very small school district. Uh, and uh, it just was uh, a great deal of pressure. It was a lot of pressure to teach high school, especially English. And, uh, you know, there were some decisions that had to be made when it came to valedictorian and salutatorian that I just, it was just too much pressure for me. And I've always loved history. Um, I uh, like to travel and, and go to historical places, uh, and I like middle school kids. I like I, I like I like teaching people that are are ready to learn new information, new concepts. Um, language arts was just uh, and English was just uh, too much pressure. So I like I like history. Not that it's not pressure, but it's a different kind of pressure. So did that answer your question? Yes. Okay. Good. Um, how do you feel when you talk about history to kids or your students? I, I want them to be there. I, and, you know, that's the great thing about uh, uh, technology and video and YouTubes and, and whatever, because you can show them a lot of times, you know, how things looked and, and what was going on. And I, I just like to put kids in a, in a place where, they can they can get some background as to why the country is the way it is now. It's because we've gotten you know we've gone through all these struggles and we've gone through all these you know protests and 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 differences of opinion and and it just helps kids kind of see why we are where we are today and that's that I really I like that. 
And Miss Rink, um, you're always like telling us like to conserve paper. Like you, I, you want our children to see a tree. What inspired <laughs> What inspired you to want to conserve nature so much? You know, I just uh, I probably back to my grandmother. Uh, you know, I just I think to myself, uh, you know, if we can if we can reuse it, let's reuse it. And so whenever I always talk about, yeah, killing trees and, and handouts and whatnot, if we can recycle it, let's recycle it. My parents were that way. My parents were both very, very poor. Um, they grew up on farms that didn't have a lot. And they were always talking about reusing stuff, reusing stuff. And I guess it just, it just stuck. So, yes, I do want all your grandchildren to be able to touch the bark of a tree and not just look at it on the computer. Yes, I do say that. That's kind of emotional if you think about it. But anyways, on to the next question. What advice do you have for middle school and high school girls? Uh, like be us. Like you. <laughs> well, just be yourselves. Don't try to be somebody else. Everybody is, you, you know, be the best one that you can be. You know, um, everybody brings to the table different talents and different values and different special parts. And if you keep trying to be somebody else, then we're missing all your unique, the things that make you unique. And having been in high school in the last century, I can tell you that those kids that were popular and, you know, the best dressed and the people that everybody wanted to hang with, you know, those those people are gone. They're 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 no longer they're no longer leading the pack. And so everybody just needs to find who they're comfortable with and be the best them. And I think in middle school that's that is that that's the I don't have a daughter, but if I had a daughter, I would simply say, just find who you want to be and, and be that person. Because that's the best person you can be. You can't be somebody else. And I would agree on that too. Cool. Uh, you haven't talked about it too much. Um, do you really have? Do you have children? I have one son. Uh, he's twenty-eight, uh, and he came through Leander Middle School and uh, came through Leander ISD. Um, and uh, yeah, he uh, he's a pretty good kid. We really enjoy him. He went uh, left here and went to uh, college in Chicago. So left little bitty Leander, Texas, and went to Chicago and was able to make make his way for himself. And uh, we're pretty proud of him. So thank you for asking. Well, that's yes. nice. I think you are amazing. I think this is an amazing program. I'm honored that you asked me. I I just think that y'all are just amazing. And and I could never have done something like this in eighth grade. Never. I could I could have never uh, been strong enough or self confident enough. And it's an honor for you guys to to interview me. And I I've had an enjoyable time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Same. <laughs>